story. Welcome back to another episode of Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. Today I have a very special guest. Name yourself. Hello, everybody. This is Gab Chabran. We know each other from LA Taco. Yes. So this has become the secondary LA Taco podcast. Gab is a like it. writer, freelancer. Uh, sure. Yeah. Freelancer. Guy. Yeah. Friend. Person. Yeah. Guy about town. <laughs> My so dad, today we're doing husband. We got a we got a double bill. Yes. We're gonna do Miracle Workers and Bless This Mess. Yes. Is that right? Yep. What do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with Miracle Workers. All right, for sure. So Miracle Workers is the new TBS show and it's created by Simon Rich of Man Seeking Woman fame. Did you watch that? I did not, but I, I heard about it's it. It's so good. Yeah. It's like Honestly, one of, it was one of my favorite TV shows. I didn't realize it went on for that many seasons. Yeah, I was, was like, like three, dang. Three yeah, I looked Andre, it up Andre after. Show. Yeah. Um, and it stars Daniel Radcliffe and Steve Buscemi. Right. It's about like this heaven as an as a corporation. Yeah. And it's just going to close, basically. Right. So generally, in first impressions, what did you think of it? Did you watch past the first episode? Uh, No. Okay. I did not. So what did you think? I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Actually, me too. Because I, I, I'd seen, I don't know. I, I, TBS has been like on this upswing where yeah, they're putting out like much better content for sure. They did Search Party, which I saw. I watched all of that. That was I watched the first season, which yeah. I really liked. And then they did like Andy Tribeca. Okay, I didn't watch like that, that one. I watched uh, a few episodes of Real OG. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the first episode. Yeah, it yeah, good. it was good. We oh. actually did that last year for the pod. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a Tracy Morgan enthusiast. Really? I would say, yeah. Uh, his, yeah. his last special was great. Yeah, yeah. I was a fan, and I, I mean, his other show was great too. Yeah, I mean, SNL, Thirty Rock. Yeah. Come on, you know. Are you, uh, are you, an apologist of his jokes kind of thing? Uh, I, mean, I don't know if we want to get into that. Yeah, yeah. Bit. I don't. I you know I I don't know if I've seen enough of his stand up to say you mm-hmm. know, but I. You've heard about the controversy, right? I, I don't know if maybe well, maybe I have. It was similar to the Kevin Hart thing, but like older. Oh, okay. But basically, he went. I think it was. I don't think it was like a like a LGBT thing, but okay. like he basically said a similar sentiment of like, if my son was gay, yeah, I'd do X to him. Right, right. And okay. I mean, I think, I think the PC PC culture yeahness hasn't really hadn't really reached the height of the, then, but gotcha. I mean, I don't know. We don't have to yeah. get into it, but. He's a comedian. So. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, um, I'm going to go on the record and say that Tracy Morgan's funnier than Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, raw, yeah. funnier. Yeah, just a better performer, yeah, personally. Absolutely. You know, He still stayed true to, like, his, like, what he started out with. Yeah. Of doing, like, the more commercial family. Right, culture. right. And his work on 30 Rock is... is it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's... There's nothing compares to it, essentially, yeah. you know? Because he's... Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, so but yeah, this isn't the, the Tracy Morgan podcast. This is not unfortunately. The Tracy podcast, we'll save that for another time. This, we do a lot of we go on a lot of tangents on this, for sure. This show, I thought that the Miracle Workers was great. I I'm really into like big concept, like large concept type stuff. Like, yeah. Obviously, this reminded me of the Good Place. Which yeah, is that was that was what premise, I was going to say too. Except as well. it's not you know 
it's not about people going in it's more like people who work there right so it's like the people who work yeah quote unquote good place yeah but it's kind of like the the implications of being there i guess yeah. you know what i'm saying i really liked the humor i think simon rich he's described as a humorist which, yeah what is what even is that like it's like someone who writes comedy sort of yeah yeah like i think of like humorists as like guys who write for the new yorker and okay. stuff like that you know like so like like funny essays, you know, humor almost like it's S- sort of like upscale. I guess humor, I think maybe. Uh, humor. Yeah. I, he wrote for SNL. Okay. So I think that might be worse. I think that's where he got his start at least. Okay. I saw, I don't know. I, I meant to look up to see which sketches he was known for. Okay. I saw that he worked on the Gilly Christmas special, which mm. Gilly was this, uh, Kristen Wiig sketch with Will Forte. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. and it ended up being like a pretty like, hit you know as far as that goes yeah. and in term and it's pretty pretty weird stuff you know snl because i think lauren michaels produces okay okay and lauren michaels has been producing everything yeah but yeah. also i think uh akiv not not Keith, excuse me jorma Takom from lowly island he produces too okay okay and this is like third show that he's produced recently he oh damn 15. really okay he did uh the new Tim Robinson show, the new sketch show. Oh yeah, which, which is, is also an SNL alum. Oh yeah, okay. And I think that's also I knew that guy looked familiar. By Lauren, if I'm not mistaken, or okay. he produced his last show, The Detroiters. Right. But I'm noticing a trend with comedians who have worked in SNL in some yeah. capacity starting to produce, like the new line of comedy. Yeah. Did you watch Pen15 by any chance? I did. Well, I didn't finish it. What'd you think of it? I was a little weirded out. Yeah. <laughs> with you. And I like, I don't know, like, I don't know if, it, I, I, I got a couple takes on it, okay. you know? Well, um, we could talk about that later. Okay. But okay. yeah, I'm starting to see like the trend of like comedians, like the new, the older class of comedians kind of given a chance producing newer stuff. Yeah. I mean, which has always kind of been. No, no, no. And I, I like that. I like that, yeah, yeah. you know? And so maybe, like, maybe that's how uh, Lauren gets a better return on his investment that's instead true. of giving him feature roles yeah. and, Cause he also big did budget movies. AP you know? Bio. Okay. Which was the uh, Patton Oswalt. And I've heard good things about that. It's good. I haven't seen it. I like yeah. It. Okay. I still watch it. Okay. So. It's I'll, probably on its like second or third season now or something like that. It just the second season just premiered. I'm okay. gonna go into a, a recap. So the recap is uh, God is bored and no longer involved with his creation Earth. Eliza is an ambition ambitious employee at Heaven Inc and gets transferred to the Department of answered prayers it sounds like i just copied the copy from like the description of the episode hey that's all right man yeah she thinks that she can solve the problem of like a really difficult prayer by going directly to god and having him solve it but once she goes to him he kind of realizes that he he wants nothing to do with with heaven anymore so he's going to shut down the company right and she comes to him with a wager saying that like if i can solve these impossible prayers like you'll keep it open yeah and in and you know in like a comedy sort of way he's like oh well you have to eat a worm right and then that's kind of the premise of the show they're gonna they're gonna try to fix these prayers and that's they have like two weeks or whatever okay so thematically there's i I thought this the, the reason why i like big concept shows or like things that play like soft sci-fi yeah it's because they they had they bring these like big ideas that you get to play with a lot like for I sure 
the good place does that really well yeah like there's a lot of philosophy like yeah. he consulted yeah like sci-fi people like damon lindenoff drew goddard like he's, right. he's got a bunch of people to, to get on board and i think this show is no different like the, i mean the first thing that comes up is like the god is dead yeah god is a hack type yeah shit philosophy right and yeah he, he seems more like someone who started a successful thing and like no longer is really involved with it or no longer really cares about it but he's yeah. still like the ceo or like the owner yeah it Can reminded I... me did you watch mother the movie yeah no i didn't i didn't we can talk about it okay well i i actually okay. i i was gonna mention another film that it reminded me of but to go back to your earlier point just in terms of like his buscemi's like god's motivations or lack thereof it's also like i feel like he's like he's tired too because yeah. like shit is so fucked up you yeah. know what i'm saying and and so like, he like gets, it's, it's one of those like he couldn't stop the problems early on so he just kind of gave up right right or the problems got too difficult yes. you know yeah. there was too much suffering yeah. you know to like deal with it he didn't have like the the wherewithal or, or anything the direction like that. And the leadership to kind of solve it and, and but i think that's also like yeah. that feeds into the like the the god is dead god is a hack kind of shit sure because he's he's not really like omnipot like omnipresent or omnipowerful he's just kind of like right a guy yeah with like a gambling addiction right I mean, like a soft gambling addiction like yeah always trying to bet someone a hundo yeah He's and, got he's got vulnerabilities. Yeah, which I think is great because I mean, if you make him all powerful, yeah, not interesting. And he's lazy too. There's yeah, like the whole thing lazy. about the the lazy Susan, yeah. you know, where he's just like I think that kind of serves as a metaphor. He's yeah. like, this is like the best thing. It like runs itself or yeah. something. He that's all. It's like he wants something that'll like take the he guesswork out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so the reason I bring up mother. Because okay. I mean that one's way more self serious. Sure, sure. But uh, that's like a big giant allegory too. I yeah, think, from so what I understand. Yeah, this is spoilers for Mother, I guess. Okay, all right. Darren Aronofsky basically wrote this like very indulgent movie about how yeah. this writer can't produce. Okay. And his wife kind of burdens the guilt, like the she takes on his burden of not being able to produce. Right. By trying to like facilitate that by moving into this very nice house yeah but it's basically kind of an allegory for like you know the bible yeah like environmental issues. Right. it's all this shit yeah but it's essentially like the way i had a take which my girlfriend will disagree with but it's <laughs> like god had one good hit and right. he's trying to recreate it like he's someone yeah. in a band who did something really well yeah and he no longer uh, it's, can he's can in the keep, yeah you can't keep permanent can't. sophomore slump yeah yeah so th this kind of reminded me of mother of, of mother in that way where sure like god created something yeah but he can't really like maintain it anymore which right is, i think it's deism right I, that idea where like god someone started the earth but like they're no longer really involved gotcha okay and this is like not deism in the exact way where like yeah. god has left us but like yeah. God is there. He just doesn't care about you. Yeah. He's more concerned with like watching some dude play. What is he playing guitar? Yeah. He's watching some guy on TV. Just he's just watching TV. He's kind of he's checked out. Yeah. Which I thought was. I mean, again, th these shows get to play with like these big ideas. Yeah. It's always fun. So, another movie that 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 when you were describing the Aronofsky stuff, and also I thought about this one too, and I don't know why, 
and I and I've mentioned it to you before was that uh the first reformed uh oh, with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah. I actually saw him speak for I went to me and Lex went to like a director thing. Oh that's right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like a round table or yeah. something like that, right? How was that? It was great. It was yeah. it's funny seeing Paul Schrader because he was like the oldest one in the crowd. Yeah. And he's got his you know, ideations of for sure. filmmaking and everyone yeah. else is like younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. totally. It was just an amazing movie, you know. I mean, it, it's 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 similar in the sense that it's sort of a crisis of faith mm-hmm. and sort of these real real world implications and like how we sort of you know deal with the current reality, mm. uh, not just like through the prism of like you know God and religion, but also just as sort of human beings too. Yeah. And I also think that uh, parenting perhaps is is could be mm-hmm. some of that too. Like you're no longer because I mean you, the first child you really care about, the right? Second child you don't give a shit about, right? Right. And, well, or you care, but you care less. Yeah, yeah. But also to the point, uh, like um, you were mentioning uh, the deism thing. Like you know, you make this thing, you know, and then at a certain point, you know, it's like they're off on their own, you yeah. know, as far as that goes, and it could be perceived as. You know, like they're, they're, uh, it's, it's up to them at that no. point, you know, uh, as, as far as that goes. But then I wanted to return to another aspect, uh, from the show where he's, he's what he was watching the clip in the beginning of the guy. He's like, I just want to thank God. Da, yeah. da. And like, he was real jazzed on that or whatever. And then he finds out he's dead, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so like, I thought that was interesting too, yeah. from the, your standpoint, because it was like, he was, uh, maybe he's like, Oh, somebody gives a shit about me. You yeah, know, yeah. maybe, maybe it's like a, an apathy also, you yeah, know, I as far so. as that goes, like, he's like, well, like if I'm not going to, if no one yeah. else is trying, you know, why should I try? You I know? think the reason why I chose the word CEO is cause it, it seems, I mean, it's obviously a corporation. Yeah. So like it's a business, yeah. which is great that yeah. heaven's a business. But it's also like, to me, I don't know if this is just like where my head was, but it felt like he was like a like a an unambitious Steve Jobs or like a Mark sure. Zuckerberg figure. Where yeah, like he created something very successful. Yeah, but he just he it got out of his hands. So I think on that point too, I think that the whole but what you're describing the Heaven Inc. concept is sort of like it could be uh, an allegory for like this whole like post capitalism idea. Yeah, absolutely. You know that like capitalism's kind of dying. Yeah. You know as far as that goes and like we're there to do work but we're not really sure why or yeah. understand like the implications well, of it too at the same time because that's a good segue for one of my next points okay for themes is like mundane or mundanity as comfort right like how there is comfort yeah in being or like reveling in the mundane which is danny radcliffe's character his name right is craig right he's in the department of answered prayers right and the Eliza, which is one of the other main characters, she gets sent down there to kind of right. cuz she wants like a better position. Yeah. And she sees this this guy Craig who is so into his rhythm of his like his work, which is just kind of answering like these very very like non prayers that people yeah. pray for, like it's just like finding keys, yeah. And, like, little yeah. things like that. Yeah. And he's kind of found his rhythm and like his purpose in doing that right and it's kind of like it's his identity essentially yeah, like his I mean, his job is his life yeah you know like that's all he's about yeah and like, that's that directly feeds into your point about like late stage capitalism where yeah we're not we don't really have an identity besides like workers anymore. yeah and i think that's also could be like a millennial thing too absolutely you know is that you know life isn't 
life outside of work like mm-hmm. there is nothing you know it's like yeah. we give ourselves to our career and then that's all there is I, i'll disagree in the in the point because i think that most millennials aren't satisfied with their jobs the way sure. that he was yeah yeah but i do think that nonetheless we're stuck in that rut of like i think the mundane, they're like the mundane job like yeah the nine to five the monotony kind of shit. yeah i think there's um there's different sex, you know, mm-hmm. as far as that goes, you know, I think, I think there are, I think, I, I feel like I know some people. No, I 100% agree with you. You know, some, yeah. some older millennials, yeah. you know, I'm definitely like not the like weekend that. warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Like people who just want to drink and get high on the weekend. Right. Just right. go back to the routine. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's definitely people that are like, all they care about is their job. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's like, that's the end all be all of it. Yeah. You know, I think so too. I think that, this leads into my next point, but to to stay on the mundane thing, I think that that's kind of, it's kind of the moral of the story in this way where like old narratives or old TV shows had like a very formulaic structure where like you would have a problem, yeah. it would affect the characters and then right. they would they solve it or get over it and yeah. then you would see them after. So this, the like plot or like the issue was that she was kind of judging him for being happy with his work right and then she kind of i mean i don't think this was handled the best but she kind of just like goes into his lifestyle and then kind of sees his worth yeah but it's not really like she sees it she just kind of does it just because she feels bad for sure like there's not really like an arc there right but yeah so i think that that's kind of the the more of the story and what she sees is that he's solving all these really like mundane issues like finding keys or right what have you but she starts to see like how many he solved which is like several thousand maybe like a million or whatever right and i think that's kind of the moral of the story where like you you know you shouldn't judge anyone yeah but to to further on that is i think that there's this really 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 great video that i'm i like always always reference Mm -hmm. it's called the problem with irony okay basically starts off with like david foster wallace talking about how postmodernism has kind of run its course. Okay. Especially in TV. Yeah. Because in TV, there was like this postmodernist wave of television programs where they they held nothing sacred. Right. Because they, they were just tired of like the hokey, overproduced, yeah. well-lit, sure. you know, yeah. easy to understand sitcoms. Yeah. And then there was like Seinfeld and then yeah. things the, that just totally challenged that, yeah. that idea. Yeah. Yeah. So David Foster Wallace thinks that like that has run its course. For sure. And that like... Just because you're an asshole or cynical about things doesn't make it a better story necessarily. So I think what the video is arguing Mm -hmm. is that there's been an uptick in media that's kind of hearkening back to like moral, simple stories, but also being kind of absurd. Okay. And I think this show, the absurdity is the humor and like the crazy ideas that are being thrown around. Right. But I I still think that it has kind of a heart, kind of like... Oh, it yeah. still has characters that you can identify with and right. not just watch it because these people are terrible. Like, it's always sunny or something like that. Yeah, I agree. And I and I get a little tiresome of, like, the the terrible, mm. you know, as far as that goes. I find it... You're, you're, I mean, you're not alone. My girlfriend's very much in yeah. vain. You know, it's like, I can... I don't know. It's like, especially if you binge watch that shit and yeah. you're like... You're like five hours deep and you're like oh fuck like <laughs> I, I mean i don't know i think maybe I, i've developed like this 
You're calloused. I mean, yeah, I, got, I can bend. I don't know if that's a good thing. No, I don't know if it's a good thing either. But I, maybe it's just because, like, maybe like I'm a, one of those, like a psychopath who, because someone told me that I need to care, I should care more. So now I care sure. more. No, I mean, I get that. Yeah, I get yeah. that. No, I, I, I'm like, maybe not in that specific incident, <laughs> but but in, in other incidences, yeah. you know, like, there's, but there's that, you know, it's like, where do we find apathy, you know, as far yeah. as that goes? And it's hard, you know, sometimes. Well, that, yeah, so I think that this show is kind of following in line with that. Where yeah. it's not... I mean, I think AP Bio, when it started, the the character, the way he was set up was like, he doesn't care about anything. Right. But, you know, it's still in line with these trying to harkening, trying to harken back to kind of a more heartfelt uh, situation where, like, right. he's terrible... But he's also like, he has a heart. Yeah, and that's that was the setup. Sure. And this one, it's it's following in that line. I mean, another great example is like, Community. They right. there was like kind of absurd and kind of, but there yeah. was still like kind of a heart, and the heart was like the dynamic of the group. Yeah. And I think that this show is an improvement in that aspect of that regard. Right. Because man seeking woman held nothing sacred. Right. Like it was just like. It it turned is like absurdity turned up to eleven. Yeah, is that why Eric Andre was in it? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Well, that's a, that's Eric Andre's whole thing, but no, I think I it works yeah. in his it. medium because he's eleven minutes. Yeah, of like, the Eric Andre shows eleven minutes of just absolute insanity. Yeah, anarchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But see, I, what I was, but to your point, and I I think that I feel like I should state this for the record is like. I think there's a an artful way to kind of convey that sort of um uh what is it the that lack of apathy, you mm-hmm. know, like the if it's just constant, you know, then it doesn't really amount to much for me personally, yeah. but if it's like if you can find those human touches, you know, uh like you said, you know, it has a, the character has a heart or there's some sort of, you know, then I think there's more interesting you know mm. um elements to it uh, then no I, I mean i absolutely agree then i'm more engaged yeah you know I'm, I'm 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 more engaged as far as you know the character goes and all of that i think what we're talking about is like when some i mean when a show is well written for sure generally has that but i think that the reason i mean the response like postmodernist or like irony or like cynicism in characters yeah i think that was a response to I mean, postmodern postmodernism in general is the response is the denial of like big truths, right? And I think those shows, they the way they avoided them is complete subversion. Yeah, is to just completely subvert them. So I think that this this kind of narrative is a natural progression of like you you didn't solve the problem by just subverting it, right? And you're just you're now you're starting to see like more nuanced portrayals of certain things. Not to say that like yeah, uh, every show like this is going to be nuanced, but I, th- I agree with you. I think that there's more things to latch on to because they're more human. They're easier to relate to. Yeah. But I also but, have this desire to see shitty people. Sure. Yeah. No. And I guess, I guess, um, you know, I, I guess what you were saying though, like to, it's that 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 artfulness, I guess, that that kind of you know, it is that that the human element that that makes it more compelling. You yeah. know, I'm always where's that? I you know, 
to go back to Dan Harmon, you know, and Rick and Morty. I think Rick and Morty has it too. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I, mean, I think I think the Rick Sanchez character is like the epitome of everything we're talking about. Oh well, yeah, that he's that's the main. Yeah. In that video I was talking about. Yeah. That's one of the main shows that he's yeah. for evidence. But then that there's this one part that I always think of from Rick and Morty, and and hopefully this isn't too tangential. Is like a, I. Th- think it's pickle rick or something the therapy episode oh, do you remember what i'm talking about yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's basically like you know like you have to like take care of yourself every once in a while yeah. they use therapy as a metaphor for wiping your ass or whatever yeah. <laughs> i have no doubt that you would be bored senseless by therapy the same way i'm bored when i brush my teeth and wipe my ass because the thing about repairing maintaining and cleaning is it's not an adventure there's no way to do it so wrong you might die it's just work. And the bottom line is some people are okay going to work and some people, well, some people would rather die. Each of us gets to choose. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think that, like... Then it's like, it's moments like that, you know? Because really it's sell. like, it's, yeah, because it's like, it gets, he gets checked a little bit right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he's I, not, I mean, as, as, as smart as he is, it doesn't mean that he's like the best person or and any less that's, that's any less accountable exactly because you know? yeah. it's like you can be an asshole but it's like you're if the if if you're not gonna suffer the consequences of of human you know being around other humans um then it's not realistic for me you know what i'm mm. saying it's okay. like if you're gonna be an asshole eventually you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna run into some type of human consequence, yeah. you know, as I far as that. that goes. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the show before we move on to the next? Um, one? you know, I don't like to say things are cute, okay. you know, but uh, there's some cute parts in this, you okay. know. Like, I think it it can operate on that kind of level too, as like, well. You don't, you you don't know? mean like cute as like demeaning, cute as no, like no, 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 set no. design or like what do you mean, like aesthetically or just in terms of like the characters, you know, okay. like at the end, you know, where the two of them they're they're supposed to be angels, right? Is that is that my understanding? Essentially, yeah, yeah. They yeah. never really say it. So. No, they don't. But I mean, that's the kind of role they're fulfilling. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. If we're looking at like you know, like modern the, day the, office, yeah, yeah, angels kind exactly, of exactly. Is that you know they're like oh let's go eat a burger together or something you yeah, know yeah, yeah. it's like that was, I mean I think that the I mean the rule of threes is like a time tested thing but yeah they really pulled it off twice because I when they did the hundo thing I was like this yeah is, okay and right. then they they got it and I was like okay that was pretty funny and then the yeah. burger thing was pretty funny too. yeah yeah it's like but yeah I agree with you I th- I do think that there is kind of like this cute. I mean, it's fucking Harry Potter. I do think, <laughs> yeah. You I love Dan Radcliffe is a great actor. No, he's really good. He's really good. No, and I'm he, no dis- No, I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to typecast him. I'm, I'm digging that he's doing like the weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because he has so much goddamn money that he can literally do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, no. It's, it's like Julia Louis Dreyfus and Beep. Like, yeah. That's one of the funniest shows on TV. Yeah. And she has so much money, and she could just do it. Larry David does the same thing. He's like one of the richest people, yeah. and he just makes. Well, he he fits he fits into this conversation. Yeah, well, yeah, he, oh, yeah. That show is like yeah. it doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah, yeah. He's like the archetype of it. Yeah, you know. I think so. for sure. I think he built part of the machine. Yeah, well, I think Seinfeld is kind of what started that wave, and then definitely, you know. So I meant to. So I I was uh, we're talking about Seinfeld. Maybe we can use this as our transition. Well, okay. It, I guess we can save the ratings for the end. Okay. We'll, oh, okay. We'll rate everything together at the end. Okay. We'll just transition into. What's the, the scale? What's the scale? I of just, the... Oh, so I finish your point. Okay. 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 And then we'll, I'll tell you. It was about the um, 
when Seinfeld was being screened as a pilot, yeah. uh, people hated it. Did you know about that? I yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. So, so that don't book hate guy, me? I've what's never that? Seen it. Oh no, I don't. No, please. I think he's. I, I've seen Curb. I love Curb. I've yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't blame. I don't fault you for not liking anything. You yeah. know. Okay. Um. Well, maybe something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um. I think I and this is gonna make me sound like an asshole. I was watching Seinfeld in the fifth grade when it was originally airing. Yeah. You know. So. What not to say like I was like what an you know. I know, right? I'm no, 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 no. But it's just like it's not to say like, you know, I was I was down with it, you know, yeah, yeah. before anybody. But I think it's I feel like the current generation is that like I feel like it's like it's they make it too much of a big deal now. Like mm. I'm kinda I get tired of hearing about hyped. it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know? No, I get that. I, like I friends. Mean, I think friends is super hype. Oh fuck, man. Don't even get me started, <laughs> dude. I don't but even I, mean, if I don't I were, even think friends is that good. If to I had to choose between the two, I'd say Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. But I just don't I mean I I think for me I've just been soured on yeah. Because he just seems like such an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I think and we've talked seen, about this before. Yeah, he also seems because uh, I, I mean we're we're both pretty big into comedy, but he's also one of those like the PC culture is ruining everything. But yeah, like, but like motherfucker, you tell the like you talk about like airplane food. Like, yeah, what the fuck? How, how yeah. are you challenging any convention? In and he never really has. And yeah. he is the establishment, and he doesn't have to worry about anything yeah. for the now rest. Now he just of his seems life. like a curmudgeon instead of like. Yeah, just being like a young guy who complains, but not even a funny one. Yeah, you know? like I agree. it's just kind of like. But so yeah, th- so I was reading uh, that book Originals by Adam Grant that I mentioned to you. Or rather, I was listening to the audio book. Okay, and so they were talking remind, about remind that. us what that's about. It's about it's about create the creative process as applied to leadership. Essentially, I okay. guess is is that's the the very brief way to put it. I mean, it's about a lot of different things, but was this written by L. Ron Hubbard? Or no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it was Adam Grant. I think he's a Silicon Valley dude. He's written some other books. Uh, Cheryl Sandberg, who wrote lean in, uh, who I have issues with also wrote the introduction. So, but he was talking about kind of the, the Seinfeld pilot and how they tested really bad. And, the NBC didn't want to air it and all of this stuff. And it was just, and it wasn't until the third, second or third season did it actually like start to like pay off as far as all that stuff goes. I mean that, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe it just took culture a chance to like be really cynical. For sure. Because that was, I mean, it was on the cutting edge of like cynicism, postmodernist. Right. Depictions. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to, bless this mess and i want to i want to preface this yeah let's hear it by saying don't hate me no please come on because i i did not like this episode. <laughs> you're all i fucking hated this it was show. so <laughs> fucking bad man it was like i was at first i was like okay so we we know each other relatively you know we're, yeah we're still we're still getting to know each other yeah and i was like why does he i watched it and i was like why did he recommend this shit i was like this is not good but you i know. was just like I'll give it a chance. Okay. And then I watched it and I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. So, Bless This Mess yes. is a, an ABC show yes. created by... Liz Merriweather and Lake Bell. Liz Merriweather, uh, she created The New Girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. and uh, This does not seem anything like that. There's yeah. no like, quirky well, kind of uh, Well, I... You think so? I think so. Speak on it. I think so. Okay, okay hold on, so hold on. And then yeah, it was yeah, go for stars it. Dak Shepard, Dak Shepard, Lake Bell, Mr. Kristen Bell, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and the premise is just a couple who moves from New York to a farm, 
to try yes. to be farmers and yep. get back to the simple life. Yes. What were you saying about Meriwether? Meriwether created a new girl. New girl. And I think I watched every episode of it. Okay. It's just like, you know, I think me and my wife started watching it when we were dating and pretty much it just became part of that routine, you know? Okay. And for me, new girl, and I see this with with this one too, although it's early with, with Bless This Mess, is it the premise of new girl isn't necessarily like... um it's not super there's not really much to it you it's know? not like a cerebral show it's no. very very no like, simple but i would argue that it's it's more character driven than anything okay. as far as it goes the reason why you're tuning in every week is because of the characters yeah and i think that they are trying to do something similar with this show too mm. as well yeah because it just seems like they just have draws and then that's what they're banking on right right yeah but so I think, you know, you're seeing some of that with um, with uh, some of the supporting cast, too, like as David well. David Koechner. Yeah, Pam exactly. Uh, Ed Begley. Yeah. Um, I think Ed Begley's actually playing a little against type, too. Yeah. Because he he's usually, yeah. like, the, like, really, like... Well, Ed Begley's odd, because he does... He does everything. He's like been I, in everything. I liked him in uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. And then he plays, like, the angry dude in uh, Pineapple Express. So, oh, like, right. He, he does all kinds of... Maybe it's just later in his his work is his career, but I've only seen a few things by Ed Begley. Yeah, no, I mean I remember listening to the the Marin interview with him, and he was like, he's literally been on every TV show. It yeah. feels like you know. So this one was sort of interest. This one's interesting. People were comparing it to the character on um, Taxi, uh, Christopher Lloyd's character. Never I think his it. name. Yeah, again, another sort of simple premise but again it's it's all driven by characters okay. in that respect i mean um, i have nothing i have no issue with simple premises sure but i think that this one was just like it was so like bare like so shallow like I really didn't, i didn't care about it at all right no zero stakes there was nothing like it yeah. was it was also just like dumb situations i think sure so uh, let me get into recap to okay get an idea don't forget about the part where they pee on the roof. That All was right. so like, <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, why am I watching? <laughs> you know this? I think I like how I, I zeroed in on it. <laughs> first, and you were like, fuck that part. <laughs> first impressions of this show, more than anything, I think AMC, I mean, ABC has been striking out with comedies. Man, they did. Uh, I don't know if they've ever been like no you know. a, community. Community was on ABC. No, no, that, was, that NBC. was NBC. Yeah, yeah. Modern Family, when it first started, had its wave. Oh, see, I'm out on that, too. Never. You never liked no, it? No, never. Never went down that road. I mean, the, what is it, the the television academy or whatever the fuck it is, they would disagree with you because they have, like, every Emmy. You know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay <laughs> if they, if we disagree because I got some other things Why that I'm going to disagree with. really about. put out? Yeah, I feel like they've- Comedy-wise, I don't think, I can't remember. They're, they're, they're known for, like, a lot of, like, family, you know- centric you know because it's it's owned by disney yeah, yeah. i uh oh well blackish i fucking love blackish That's oh yeah still okay no movies. i'll give you that i'll give you that one um, yeah, for but sure they did splitting up together last year with bobby lee it's one of the worst tv shows i've ever seen <laughs> it was super bad it's the worst rating we've ever getting really and it was like one of our f- most fun episodes because we just shat on it the entire yeah. time okay but yeah so the premise of this show is basically the so lake bell rio quits her job as a therapist yeah and her boyfriend Dak Shepard, or husband, their husband. They've been married for a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
she he quits his job as a music journalist and they plan on moving to a farm in the Midwest. Right. And the house that they had bought didn't live up to their expectations. He inherited it. Oh, he inherited it. Then. Yeah, it's okay. his um it's his uh his great aunts or gotcha. something like that. Yeah. So they they get to the house it's not what they expected and they just kind of like fight about this decision. Well, this is like the um this is like the first time they fight. Yeah. They talk about that a lot. Yeah, because I mean, they've, since you mentioned they were they were only together for a year, so they've only been married to a year. And I think Pam Greer says about the being married for a year, it's, it's like, like a, a kind of a honeymoon. It's a long date. Yeah, you go. You know. Yeah. And so I think. Go ahead. We were gonna say, is there anything else you wanted to add? I don't know. <laughs> no. Keep rocking. So like, I think that um, I think that there's actually some really substantive stuff about. Again, the sort of the human relationship mm. uh, in there, uh, romantic, long-term, committed relationships. Okay. There was this one scene that I, I, because I've watched it twice. I watched okay. it when it first aired, and then I watched it again today. You should, you uh, should also mention. You told to, me it was my idea. Lake Bell Stan. I'm Lake Bell Stan. I don't, yeah, like what? <laughs> you're all. What, what is that? <laughs> well, I mean, I know who she. Is. I know her from. She did it in a world, but I never watched it. Oh man, that was like her main shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you should watch that. Okay. And then she did this other film, How to Make It in America, also, right? The, yeah. Have you seen that? The reason I know about it is because I've heard people talk that she does like full frontal, on that. or like full. She, there she is some of that. Yeah. Or some yeah. Yeah. There is some of that. She did this kind of like psychological horror film oh. with, I believe, Mark Duplass's wife. Oh, his wife. Yes. I thought it was going to be Creep, the Mark Duplass. No. Yeah, because I was just... BlackRock. Okay. So uh, three childhood friends set aside their personal issues and reunite uh, for a girls' weekend on a remote island off the coast of Maine. One wrong move and the weekend getaway turns into a deadly fight for survival. Okay. So what makes you a stan of Lake Bell? I think she's pretty versatile actually okay. you know um and that was one of the 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 films that i thought you know she can do the, the comedy thing both okay but yeah but the latter one that i mentioned uh because it's dark you know it's a dark independent film as far as that goes yeah. and i think she can kind of function on both levels i think she's got good sort of comedic timing also and you know uh so she can I, hear, like those dark yeah kind of dramatic piece. yeah okay. exactly exactly and it's interesting to kind of watch her do this kind of network thing you know as far yeah. as that goes i mean it seems so i mean not to shit on her no anything, please please seems, go for it it's kind of soulless when people do shit like that i i look all right I, i'm all very right. much in in the vein of like if you can work within restraints and you have like you can finesse it and do it yeah. really well, yeah. there are some people who can for sure. But it's an art, and like not everyone can do it. So this seems like one of those shows where like, okay, it even seemed a little censored at times, or like the language. Just oh, see, so see, I, there was a time, there was one joke that I was like, wow, that really got past the censors. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's explaining to Egg Bagley that she's a therapist, and he's like, why would I need therapy? I'm not oh, Jewish. The Jewish thing? <laughs> Nah, see, like, I think those jokes fly. <laughs> like, because it's supposed to be like he's like a... It's, it's a racist joke. It's super racist. That was Never the funniest fucking joke in this entire episode. Wait, wait, okay. All right, all right. No, I got another one for you. That, 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 uh, the cow. No, no, oh, not the cow. No, dog. not the cow. The other one is when uh, they're in the shower together and they hear Ed Bagley come, right? But they don't know who it is, right? Yeah. And then where he, where Dax tells... 
tells Rio, she's like, he, he's like, I'll protect you. And she's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he is really good at that kind of delivery too. I feel like, like you know, yeah. yeah. Like he kind of plays that, like that, that goofy, like, you know, husband, you know, that like, like wanna be machista. Yeah. Yeah. But it's vulnerable can. too, yeah. you know? Um, and granted he might be just playing himself, you know, it sounds, yeah, that's what it seems like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. You okay. know, you know, I don't listen to his podcast, but I imagine it's a lot of that. You know? I I don't like Dax that much. I really, feel like everything I've seen has just been a miss for me. Really? The only thing I ever really liked him in, yeah, was uh, without a powder. I'm kidding. Without a powder. Idiocracy. Oh, okay. That yeah. was the only thing where I was like, okay, this guy's kind of funny. See, when I first saw that, actually, I was out. Really, I was out. Kind of, because we but it's very cynical. Exactly. But at the at, exactly at the same time, at the end, there is kind of like a heartfelt. Yeah you know yeah narrative going on yeah i can't remember when i like is lake bell related to christian bell i don't think so right i don't think so i feel like i would i would have known that it just it just seems to me oh okay go ahead consistently that dak shepherd kind of tells the same story about the same shit he's just like this guy who's kind of an incompetent dude it just it just feels like he's telling a raunchier version of like an old TV show. Like he remade Chips. Yeah. And then he did uh, I never that saw one that. show with, uh, I mean, that one movie with Kristen Bell where he's like a driver or something. I just feel like he wants to do comedy and he wants to do kind of like action and also act. Sure. I just, it never lands for me. Sure. And it's always been like that for Dak Shepard with me. Okay. Okay. He's just, he's just one of those dudes that survived the kind of like studio comedies of like raunchy shit. Okay. And he's still around because okay. he had a successful podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's only it's pretty new though, right? It's only but been it's super around. popular. No, I know it's only been around maybe for a little over a year or something like that. I don't, I'm not too sure, but yeah. I, I see it everywhere. Everyone talks about. Yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I see it on the charts and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he gets good guests, you know. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, yeah, all those celebrities. Yeah. They they have access because they've worked with. Them. Yeah. Michael Rosenbaum does the same shit. Right. Right. We're gonna say. Okay, so I want to return back to the conversation that we were talking about with certain actors who may have certain critical successes early on, Hmm. and then they go into network TVs, right? Yeah. So was there anybody you were thinking about specifically, or did you mention, I'm sorry? Who have had critical successes? You're just, you know, like... I think Steve Buscemi is kind of a prime example, but that guy has finessed his entire career. Like, he's... Yeah, he's he succeeded everything he's done pretty much. I was thinking about that too, um, but uh, yeah, he was he was relegated to kind of doing like Adam Sandler comedies for a little bit, for but sure. But wasn't he? But was wasn't like he also doing Coen Su- Brothers? But but wasn't he also doing Sopranos when he was doing that shit? Yeah, but he was like a guest star for like a season, I think. Yeah, yeah. But have you have you seen? I yeah, I just rewatched it. it. I amazing. just rewatched it again where he played. It's his cousin. Yeah, yeah, and they're and like then super he was also tight in and all that Boardwalk. stuff. Right. I mean, he he. I think he's one of those dudes where like. He never got to be a leading man until Boardwalk, but well, he directed his own film. Did you ever see that one, Trees Lounge? How that was that? It's good. It's yeah. good. It's weird though. Was he the leading person? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was yeah. it like a success, like a financial Cr- success? Uh, I think it was a critical success. Okay. I mean, any well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like he had critical yeah. acknowledgement with yeah. the Coen Brothers stuff, but I just right. feel like he never got to be like a leading person. For sure. For sure. Does he not want that to that's be? A, not that that's a bad. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who did you have in mind? Well, okay, so I'm gonna give you a little window into like what my life looks like, okay. and as far as like my TV watching goes, 
So one show that I think me and my wife have seen every single episode of mm. is 911 on Fox. <laughs> the bad boys, bad boys? No, what you no, do? no. <laughs> is that? Oh, that's, that's bad boys. <laughs> what the fuck is that show called? Cops. Cops, yeah. God no. 911 okay. is a fictional drama about... This is the one with the poster of like a roller coaster? Yes. Okay. And they're like 3D and they're like hanging off. Yes. Gotcha. So so what is it about? It's about paramedics mm-hmm. who answer 911 calls throughout the the city of Los Angeles mm. and crazy shit happens. Okay. Okay. So the two of the main leads are Peter Krause, who was on Six Feet Under, and okay. he was also on Parenthood, and motherfucking Angela Bassett. So- I think, you know, um, Peter Cross was also on uh, Parenthood, which my wife and I watched all of also, too. I don't know. Have you, have you seen any I've of that? I've seen it. Okay. All right. And and Dax Shepard was also on Parenthood also, too. He was so, like a lead? Or was yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were on it. And so, uh, and that was actually a pretty good show. I don't know how down you get with network family drama. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love Blackish. I think it's, in terms of network shows, that's probably one of the best. How do, how do you feel about Ray Romano? Let me. Where I think are you at with Ray is, Romano? He's one of those dudes who f- who has revitalized his career entirely. Right. Get Shorty is great. Yeah, he was great in uh, the Kumail movie. Kumail movie. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, the Big Sick. Yeah, I think that so, dude is just yeah completely changed his, his career path. So his his new special sucked though. I didn't see it. It's I was not, curious though. Okay, don't, don't watch. All right. He was also in Parenthood too. Okay. And he was he was really good in it also. And I think if you're in line with the big six stuff, uh, you'd be in line with this this Parenthood stuff okay. too. Yeah, yeah. But you might also find it, you know, schmaltzy and, you know, as far as that goes. Um, I like oh, you know what? I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. I yeah. like Speechless. I think that's a good show. It's the it's the one about the oh, kid yeah. who like has palsy yeah. or something. Yeah. That was a good show. I just I just got kind of tired of It's one of those shows where like I don't know, it feels kind of cheesy to me. Sure. So I'm I'm like me and my girlfriend kind of have opposite tastes. Yeah. Sometimes, like not completely. Yo, dog. She's I, into, I know what it's like. <laughs> she's into more like things that she can latch onto characters. Okay. I'm more into things that You're in the narrative. Reactions for me or narratives. Sure. And sure. I like dance stuff usually. And she's not really into like the dance stuff because you like. What do you mean dance stuff? What like you that? have to invest more of yourself to watch it. Like Mr. Robot. And, oh, like, okay. You know, Legion things. Okay. Like, it's, not, it's not that she doesn't like the show; she just doesn't always want to watch it. And yeah. I'd, if I could, I would always watch it. I mean, you're hitting the nail on the head. You know, as far as that goes, because like, love Mr. Robot, love the first season of Legion, but it's like I need to like. Distress. Yeah, I I need to be a hundred percent in on that. You know, okay. it's like phones got to be put off in the other room or something. You know, because it's like, you know, it can get it's tough to follow sometimes. Westworld's you know? another it's one. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, I think Westworld's kind of fallen off the rails personally, oh. but, but I, I feel like you're not the only one to say that. Yeah, no, I don't think I am either. You know, so. Um, but I watched the whole first season, you know. You didn't as, watch the second? As far as goes, uh, I think I watched half of it. Okay. So let's get back to what we were talking. You were talking about an act actors who who kind of pivoted in their career. What? Why did you bring? Well, because you we were talking about like the like we were talking about kind of okay, like Belle. Gotcha, you know, gotcha, she's gotcha. got Sorry, this I kind of just... like strong independent film repertoire, 
and and so I was mentioning nine one one. Peter Krause, not um, he's mostly a television actor, but he started on HBO, mm-hmm. Six Feet Under. I don't know if you watched much of it as far as that goes. That's the Alan Ball. Yeah, show. before um, before uh, what is it? Um, Michael C. Hall? Or? No, 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 no. Michael C. Hall was in it. Yeah, it was before True Blood. Yeah. It was the series before True Blood, um, and I really like that too. Okay, um, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, but uh, some people I think more recently are kind of out on it. But I think there was definitely some good performances. Again, it was sort of on a, True Blood. Uh, no, Six Feet, Six Feet Under. I've heard yeah. nothing but good things. About yeah, it. yeah. At this point, it's it's considered a classic for sure, and like part of HBO's like yeah. burgeoning TV yeah. original programming. Right, right. And then Angela Bassett too. She's kind of done everything as far as that goes. So yeah. it's kind of interesting to see them in these, you know, sort of network roles. And I remember watching mm. them for the first time as far as that goes. I was like, why are they doing this? Yeah. You know. So I'm I'm kind of interested also from that standpoint. So that's what drew your well, your, what drew your interest is that like your number one, I heart Lake Bell, right? Lake Bell. I like Dax Shepard. I think he's funny. Okay. You know. I think, you know, he's got some, I think he's really good. Like I said, that kind of vulnerable husband kind of thing, you yeah. know? But I feel um, like it's it's gotten to a point where I'm just tired of it, I think. <laughs> okay. And All I right. think that, that's kind of what it's been for Dax. I, I, I'm waiting for, like, his playing against the type yeah. role where okay. I've never seen it. That's like, I'm, I don't know if he's a good actor because all he does is just, like, sure the delivery stuff. Like, yeah, this show was very by the books kind of new school right comedy. Like it's not, it's not about like, you know, like physical comedy. It's very much like line deliveries and like weird situations. But right, it's it just kind of, most of it just fell flat for me. Let me go into a theme. I think one of the biggest themes is obviously it's it's a little too obvious and it might even be dumb to mention, but. It's kind of a meme now to like get away from your phones, trying to get back to a simple sure. life kind of shit. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's much beyond that. It was just kind of that. Like, yeah, it's um, it just seemed it seemed more like a setting or like a a general idea of what the show was instead of like the driving force. Yeah, and I feel like they didn't hit on it until much like later. Yeah. Like, yeah, and maybe they were relying too much on the fact that everybody yeah. could maybe like know what they're talking about as yeah. far as that goes i think so, so too it's, it's sort just, of an afterthought yeah and then there was also like i mean i, I don't know how much this is but there's kind of like daddy issues that were kind of brought up but i don't think they followed through with it and attachment issues okay and this goes back to your larger point about like how the show is a case study of relationships or yeah something along those lines yeah do you want to get into that yeah well so I mean, that was definitely, I think, the, the communication of marriage dynamics. I think it kind of goes back. I think on the second watch of it is that, that was, that's what's shown through the strongest. Hmm. Like, the setting, as far as that goes, like, having to do with, like, oh, we're living in this fucked up house in the country or whatever. It, that didn't, that kind of fell away for me as far as that goes, you know? Mm. To me, it really became about their relationship and kind of understanding each other as human beings and as partners as far as that goes. And you, you know? feel like they accomplished that? Like they got to understand each other? <clears throat> I think it's a process, you know? Okay. I don't know if it was, if it's going to get tied up in one little nice bow in, in, in 30 minutes, you know, or, or 24 minutes or whatever it is. My uh, issue was that it started to present itself as that as like we're gonna go into the the like the formulaic let's tie everything up in a bow and then it didn't do it 
Right. So, I mean, if it would have done that, I would have been like, all right, this is a, an easy show to digest. Yeah. Whatever, it's fine. And because it's on network television, it's, premier, it's premiering once a week. Yeah. I feel like a pilot should do that. And I, I still f- I still feel this of every pilot that has ever premiered. I uh-huh. think that it should be the entire thesis of the show. I think that you get the premise. Yeah. But you don't get why I should care. Right. Why should I care about these two characters who lack chemistry? I don't even think they're they're good together i don't think they play oh, off really? each other that well all right but i i maybe i was just like in that headspace but i don't know I, I don't i didn't see why they were so into each other like i, I got it through dialogue but right. i didn't get it through like textual evidence like they didn't show them really like caring about each other like that sure it was just kind of bickering fighting like well, when they peed on the roof together, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being serious though. Like that was like I think there yeah. was like a, I think that was supposed to represent sort of the genuine moment, you yeah. know, because that's when sort of everything kind of came to a head as far as that goes. No, because it's like yeah. they kind of they started at one place, they kind of you know went to a dark place in terms of realizing, oh, what the fuck did we do? Mm-hmm. You know, all this shit. And then, like, they're, like, they realize, like, nah, fuck it, we're here, we're yeah. gonna do it, you know? Like, the sensible thing would have been, like, let's go back to New York. Right, right. But they're, like, let's stay in this paradise. Yeah. That we hate. Right, exactly. Is that a metaphor for marriage? No. It could be. I mean, <laughs> you would know better than I would. I'm what did uh Love my wife. I feel like there was... The reason why they did this, both of them... Is because they just lack fulfillment in their professions, their lives, their careers. Oh, see, this goes back to a little bit what we were talking about with the other show. I feel yeah. like too. Well, I think I'm, I'm glad that this show we watched that millennial. I, it was not male you. Well, yeah. yeah, I think this show yeah. kind of gets into that a little better. I think that okay. So I think Miracle Workers gets into the millennial ideology and the type of show it is. Yeah, not necessarily in like scope of narrative but i yeah. think this show is trying to appeal to that like you know kind of aimlessness yeah it's trying to talk about that but i don't so we, i don't know if it did it beyond the fact of like we got to get away from our phones kind of meme sure sure you know what i mean yeah but yeah the characters Six thousand bc no one holds a phone <laughs> yeah like that kind of shit like one of those like pseudo not a phone in like, the site you know like those those like super uh, yeah deep fried Banksy type shit. Yeah. Like wannabe Banksy type shit. Mr. Brainwash. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. I think the, it, again, I don't know, not to jump around too much, but the, the first show I think is more sort of about, I think there's, there's more uh, elements is about like working, like being at work. Mm-hmm. And this is the, getting away. I mean, there's the a lot wonderlust, of, yeah. you know, there's also it's a lot like, of privilege in what they're doing. Oh yeah. Like, I was seeing it and I was like, this kind of seems like a white paradise, but also like they put Prime Green in there to just like yeah. not be able to say shit like that. Be like. But it did feel very like they wanted to get away from the city. Sure. Because we have the means to do it. It's yeah. kind of like the invisible. They wanted to go I, on like permanent Coachella. Yeah. Essentially. essentially yeah. yeah. Like they want it. Yeah. I mean, but, they're not, they're but, not doing it for influencer yeah. type shit, but. Yeah. If you added that element, I yeah. think that probably would have made it a more interesting show. Yeah, yeah, but also at the same time, you know, as a as a as a partial white person married to a full white person, 
if I were to go do that, I'd want Pam Greer there to like check my ass yeah. every once in a while. Well, you I, know, I don't mean to say that as a bad thing necessarily. No, 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 no. no I no. think that this show, I see similarities between the show and Camping that came out, the Lena Dunham. Oh yeah, and uh, I heard Julia that was Lewis. horrible. It was terrible. I, I yeah. reviewed it. And Jennifer Gardner was in it. She's another one who. Yeah. I mean, I think what we were talking about with like actors who did things in their lane and kind of switched. Sure. Sometimes it's it's for the good. Sometimes it's for the bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. But anyway, so camping. I think that was kind of also like this white fantasy of like trying to get back to nature. Yeah. And I say white in that one because it was, I think it engaged with whiteness in a direct way. And like, camping is was generally seen as kind of like this activity of leisure yeah you had extra you know disposable income and also a car to like travel and you had vacation time exactly you know you could afford it this show is doing that but they kind of threw in like someone in there so you can't really say it yeah because not to say that there aren't people of color in like rural spaces sure but for the most part it is coded as white definitely and that's that's why i thought that this was kind of like it was kind of a white fantasy, but I didn't include it in the outline because I, I didn't know no, how no, no. you would be with that. No, I'm. It sounds, sounds pretty spot on. Definitely. Yeah. Please. Just because I disagree with something, it yeah. doesn't mean that you can't like it. Like I don't want you to think that. No, no, no. I'm gonna. Have to hate I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Sti- I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going deep. You know? Is is this one of those shows where like? Because I think you've mentioned that you didn't really like it, but. You also didn't not like it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is this like a turn your brain off kind of show for you? I don't know, actually, though, because it's like... I mean, because we've we've extracted a lot more than this show has given us. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I think think for me personally, like, I'm I'm more engaged if I can't determine if I don't like it or Mm. if I do, you know? I'm kind of fascinated with that yeah. idea. And I brought up 911. That's another example, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. It's like, because the other thing about 911 is they do these ridiculous things. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, they go save people hanging off a building and the it's camera like works. I want to be kind of. But shit. even, I think, like. Further. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, stunt wise. Uh, it's been a minute since I've watched the CSI, but it's like, it's, it like, techno- technically. Uh, from a technical aspect, it's pretty amazing actually to watch. You know, nine eleven. Like yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, uh, you know, but it, it's cheesy as fuck too. Yeah. You know. I mean, I don't, I don't have anything. I have no problem with cheesy TV. Yeah. I think when I was younger, and I've mentioned this before, but I was kind of like a hip hop head. Where, and sure. I think hip hop head in the mentality were like things need to be good always. Yeah. But I mean, as you. As you come to an adult, as I'm sure, do you had the same like experience? Right. It's just like sometimes I just want to watch dumb shit. Yeah, and I know it's dumb. Yeah, but I just I personally don't do it yet. Right. right. Because there's so much stuff that I do want to watch. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes I'll watch something that's not the best. Like, well, I watch like guys' games or whatever. Like one of those stupid. Oh yeah. Shows. Every once yeah. in a while, just. Because you know you, your brain is fried after you you work long and then day. You just kind of want to decompress. De-stress. For sure. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think that that's it. Let's get into the ratings. So the ratings, okay. We, I I set it up. It was just like I just set it and like it stuck, but it's broken TVs. So we'll do one to five. Okay. That's just the rating system. It's not a bad broken TV isn't a bad thing. It's just yeah one to five. That's just the rating system. So for so for miracle workers yeah. 
from one to five. Yeah. Tell me what, like, your rationale, and then tell me your score. Okay. Uh, good premise. Good, good story, plot line. The actors were really good. I think even some of the supporting cast that I wanted to mention to you, like uh, Angela. the God's Helpers, uh, like his, uh, yeah, that the, guy. Where's that guy from? He's from everything. He's I think he, Yeah, yeah, but he did a lot of, I think he's done a lot of commercial work too. Yeah. And then um, the uh, British African American girl, she was in Shrill also. Yes, yeah. she was. And she was amazing in that. Yeah. And I want to give her a shout out too. She was good in that. Uh, that, was, that first ep- I wa- well, we did the first episode for that a few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I really enjoyed that show. I, I like that show. A yeah, lot I like the first episode a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to more. I I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I was going to. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, going back to uh, to uh, Miracle Workers. Mm. That's another Lauren Michaels, by the way. Oh yeah, right, right, yeah. Based off of all that, I think I'm going to go four TVs. Okay, four broken four. TVs. Yeah, or four non broken TVs. Non broken TVs. You can change the yeah. the the paradigm here. Yeah. So I'm I'm as I mentioned I'm really into like shows that really are out there with their premise right and because I'm such a I mean in some ways and it's not I don't I don't want to like say anything bad about this show in particular but it seems like it might have been an effect of the good place maybe he was inspired by it. I, I definitely got that vibe but yeah, yeah it seems I mean almost like TBS's response to the good place for sure but I really enjoyed it and I think that it's the humor and wit is is not as sharp as uh, what he was doing at, with FX uh, on FX with Man Seeking Woman, but I think that the the wit is still there, and he's he's super sharp Definitely. with like the, diff, the the like the little things that he does. Yeah, I'm really into Daniel Radcliffe's doing Daniel Radcliffe doing like the indie stuff. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. Yeah, and Steve Buscemi is always great. Always good. Always and I really good. like the 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 main character. What's her name? Uh, it's not Rio. No, Rio is... Uh, Rio's, yeah. Her name is Eliza. That's, I really yeah. liked her. She was great. Yeah. I should probably look up her name. Yeah, I'm going to check it right now. Hold on. Dun, uh, dun, dun. Uh, Geraldine Vizanathan. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all of that, I think I'm going to go probably 4.1. Because I okay. really liked the, the first episode. I mean, I, I, it wasn't perfect. I think that there was some things that felt a little rushed. Like, I thought that... It moving towards like her being in the department and then her her like being so involved so quickly. I was just yeah. like, yeah, it's a little rushed, but yeah, I th- I I think it works because it's just it's kind of a silly, absurd, but also like a heartfelt show. Definitely. So I'd say like four point one. I like it. I'll, I'll do regular unbroken TVs also. Okay. How All about right. bless this mess? I mean, hopefully I didn't like violate the rules too much by watching it twice. You Absolutely know? not. No, because uh, we used to do it twice. Okay, we used to do it twice and take notes. But yeah, I don't. I, don't I took some, like I said, I took some notes. I watched it without taking notes the first time, and then I was like, I should tell Caesar about this show. Yeah, and then, and then I watched it again today, um, after coming home from work. So yeah, I was initially kind of, sort of just taken with the whole concept of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was just like, what is this? You know, like uh, these are actors that I, I like and um, I'm really curious to see like what's going to happen here. It, yeah, it, there's definitely some like form it, formulaic elements to it as far as that goes. But I think overall, there's some really good uh, human truths, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, as it were. 
and whether or not that was intentional is uh death of the author yeah yeah <laughs> uh is uh is is another story but i mean that's definitely where i'm sort of at and okay. I'm, I'm interested to kind of see where it goes i think i'll go with three tvs on that one okay yeah those are broken because those those are good, right? those are some broke ass TVs. They're sitting <laughs> by the they're sitting outside. Maybe Somebody just, maybe left should, them. Like some abandoned hardware. Yeah, maybe right I should there. I should adjust the the condition of the TVs based on yeah. my score. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna. I didn't I didn't like the show. I just thought it was too. It was formulaic, but it yeah. didn't go all the way with like it's the formula. It kind of used it, and then just kind of. I just thought that the writing was kind of spotty, right? And like, I didn't. I I don't care. Maybe it's because I don't care about the actor. Maybe sure. it's because I don't care about Dak Shepard. That I didn't. I didn't think that they felt. I didn't feel like they had chemistry, right? So I didn't really care about the characters and their situations. And there was just some like the jokes just did not land for me. Like the right. the cow thing, where like she's she has this irrational fear of cows. Yeah, I was just like, why? And then they used they used uh, Jeff Ross's wife from Curb Your Enthusiasm was in this. She was the mom. The mom, right. Oh, that's so, right. She yeah. has, like, great, you know, delivery yeah. in that show because she's so yeah. insane. But And she works well for this because she's, like, the yeah. East Coast, exactly. you know, but stereotype, yeah, it, sort of stereotype. The show just didn't work for me, I think. So right. I, I'd probably go, like, two, maybe two and a half. But it, it's not it's not necessarily bad by any yeah. like, stretch. Right, it's just not good, and I think that's that's starting to be the new bad for me. Like the mediocre is starting to be not good, not good for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I think if it's bad, I can at least enjoy it not being good. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So yeah, it was just kind of like an okay show. Nothing too bad. It wasn't like the worst thing I ever saw. It was just gotcha. kind of okay. Gotcha. Um, the last thing we do is we just rate. We just. Uh, predict like how long we think we'll, the show will go for. Oh man, okay. Wow. Um, this is kind of a spoiler, I guess, but Miracle Workers got renewed for season two. Okay. I don't know about this show. How, what do you think about Bless This Mess? How long do you see it going for? <laughs> well, so I did this thing where um, I uh, well I checked the IMDb when it first came on and like it was like a, like a six five or something like that. It's like, a five point five. Yeah, no, no. But this is when it started. Like the oh, first gotcha, episode, gotcha, gotcha. it was like that. And then I checked it this time, and I was like, oh, it went down. Yes. And then I started reading the reviews, and people were like, why isn't this canceled yet? Like <laughs> this is like bullshit. <laughs> I was like, damn. I mean, those shows slip to the cracks. Like, yeah. The, oh yeah. Like audience doesn't really dictate. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You want it to go. I kind of do. Okay. I kind of so do. How long do you see but again, it's I. You know, I I want to use the caveat that it might be sort of a sick fascination for me too, mm. as well. You okay. know, as far as is it therapy concerned. for your relationship, maybe? Question mark. You know, I don't know if it's I'm, necessarily that. I'm J.K. No, 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 no. Of course, no. I mean, that's a legitimate question. I think that if anything, it's uh, I mean, maybe you know, maybe it's 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 like you know, you can um, there's a a sense of understanding that mm. comes with it, you know. Well, I think I mean I mentioned this way too fucking much, please. But it, it just sits with me every time I, I I think about like what TV means to people. Yeah. But Dan Harmon has this quote uh-huh. I've mentioned several times before. But like, yeah. he had issues with. I I literally mentioned it last episode. Last episode. So sorry if you've heard this. But he has this quote where he he talks to studio execs where like TV just wasn't something that they watched. They didn't grow up with TV. They grew right. up like doing you know more privileged things. Yeah. 
but TV raised him and it was something right. that he grew up watching his entire life. So I think TV does have that like therapeutic kind of comfort. Yeah. You know, idea. And I think shows like this, when they're, they're kind of dumb and easy to understand, mm-hmm. they can be comfort. Sure. Because they're, you know what it is. You know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. And I guess also too, I mean, it's it's not just television though. It could be it could be a piece of music even of course, too, even food know, or something like that. Yeah, it's exactly. probably like the most common example. Right. It it kind of just helps you understand, I guess, you know, in a sense of where you might be coming from, yeah. you know. Uh as far as that goes. So this show is understanding for you. In a sense, you know, okay. I mean, uh, d- you know, again, uh, a lot of the stuff came more apparent to me the second time around mm. as far as that goes, you know, okay. and maybe, uh, and maybe it's, uh, again, maybe it's intentional. Maybe it isn't, you know, yeah. That's um, fair. you know, so how long do you see it going for? <sighs> you know, uh, if it makes a season, I say a full season, I say great, you okay. know, um, but I'm not holding my breath, you know, as far mm. as that goes. So I hope I'm not always the best judge for that kind of okay. thing either. I think I've know? been pretty decent so far. For sure. I think this show's going to get canceled. Yeah, probably. Cause I think they're draw. I don't know actually. Cause I think Dax has a successful podcast that might help him Uh actually successful podcasts have helped like studio shows bobby lee has a very successful podcast yeah and it's i mean i'm not to say that like he's the reason why it's still on air right because he's a side character but yeah i'm sure it helps right because he sells out like his comedy shows right so i mean it could do well for it i I just i think it's gonna get canceled because it just seems like even the wga wdga stuff that's going on like ah yeah they're not gonna. They're probably not gonna give it like a full order, and if it yeah. does, it just be like limbo. So I, I don't right. know. It just, it's just kind of mediocre to me. Right, right. So I say it gets canceled. I hope it gets canceled. Is what I mean. Oh damn! I'm just kidding. I'm JK. I'm JK. I'm JK. <laughs> yeah, I say one season, maybe two. I, gotcha. I, I don't know if it'll get past two. All right. But yeah, All that's right. it. I mean, we kind of chatted a little bit about the stuff we watch. Yeah. We kind of shuffled it in there. Yeah. I'm I don't sure. know if we did it successfully, but we did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else on that I uh, that I'm I'm really feeling lately. Yeah. Is there anything? Game uh, of Thrones. You know I don't watch it. I know. I know. No, I actually didn't know that. But did you had a f- you had a feeling? Was, I had a feeling. Do I just I had give a off feeling that vibe. You wouldn't like that or Avengers. Did no, Avengers? I, I came back around on Avengers actually. So you watched it? No, I haven't seen this new one. But okay. I, I just <laughs> I came back around on um. The MCU, uh, the one before that, uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Okay. I came back around on Infinity War. I was like, Why is that? I really like the part where uh, Iron Man kicks down Spider Man with like the Iron Man Spider Man costume. Yeah. I was like, All right, I'm back in on this because it reminded me of that. Uh, was it two or three where he keeps changing the suits? That yeah, scene. Yeah. I love that scene. Okay. Like, but I am sort of on the fence with MCU. Yeah. Like I'll be honest with you. I gotta figure. Um, I'm I'm know. big on it. I'm me. I mean, I'm a big comic book fan. So. Yeah. No. I I mean, there's definitely comic books that I like. You yeah. know, and like I was, you know, like I love like the Watchmen and all that kind of I stuff. I can't wait you know? for that. Yeah. Yeah. Damon Lindenoff is doing it. Yeah. Dude. It's yeah. gonna be fucking good. Did yeah. you watch the Leftovers? Yeah. Yeah. He did that. And yeah. No, sure. I know. Yeah. That's probably another show you fell off on too. We watched most of it. My, we watched, mo- we watched most of it. I got a little tired of it, but okay. my wife says that the ending on that show amazing. Was, the, was the best it's that amazing. she's ever seen. It's, I mean, I, she's ever seen. I love Lost. Yeah. 
I didn't. I, I didn't get it down on uh, on Lost. And I know some, some people reason. don't like don't like it, but again, I think it, the leftovers felt like more complete. Yeah, if I'm not in on something though, it doesn't mean I don't think it's good. I mm-hmm. just like it's the aesthetic for me. It mm. just doesn't match up. I guess. No, I mean, yeah, there's something wrong with it. I mean, there's you know? stuff that people watch that was very successful that I just wasn't into. Yeah, yeah, like the fast stuff i can't do it like fast anything okay yeah my girlfriend's super into it because she sees them it's just like yeah superheroes yeah that makes sense but i I just never got into it yeah it's one of the most successful franchises yeah uh we're really into the most recent season of bosch right now oh okay have you seen any of that no i like the actor though he was good in uh sons when he was on it yeah yeah then this is all la too okay and it's one of the best portrayals of la i've seen Mm. I've heard it's good like, things about it. It's like in the it, it it almost plays the character itself. Okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which I can well, really I was really into Barry. Barry's really good. Up. The first season was amazing. This uh, the new season. Yeah, there's been some really good okay. parts. I'm kind of just like casually checking in. I'll watch like kind of a, a bunch at the same time. Okay. as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah um, I'm watching uh, these and Meryl, which is always great. They just announced they're gonna do two episodes a week, which is good. Oh, okay. they were doing four for Vice, but. Yeah, that's a whole different issue. Did you hear about? I mean, I don't know how tuned in you're into With that. Vice. Yeah, like Viceland had a Vice Land Vice Live, that was a TV show. It was kind of their response oh. to Diz and Mero. Because so I don't know if you how much you heard about Diz and Mero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know they used to be on Vice. Land. They used to be on Vice Land, and then yeah. they canceled them. Okay. They had a deal. That oh, they were gonna I, I finish out the seasons. Oh, okay. And then they got a deal. Diz and Mero got. Uh, Showtime. They landed a deal with Showtime. Yeah. And they had told them, so it was like kind of like putting in your two weeks notice kind of shit. Sure. But they, Viceland just ended it like very abruptly. Yeah. So they were unemployed for like a few months just waiting right. to make their their show, their Showtime show. Yeah. But that recently, not too long ago, yeah, I mean, Viceland's, I mean, Vice in general has had so many issues. Yeah. Talk about their food programming, you know. Oh, uh, munchies? Yeah. Um... Some of it's good. Some of no, it's no, bad. no, no. Uh, no, I I agree. But uh, uh, both Maddie Manson and Action Bronson, I believe, yeah. have both left. Oh, Maddie Manson left too. Yeah. Well, Action left because of Maddie. Oh yeah, I think they're both like done. I mean, they basically hired him after Bronson right. had cultivated that like right kind of like weird chubby dude eating shit. Sure. But anyways, I'm gonna end it because I'm sure you have to go. Okay. And I gotta get get going too. For sure. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking. Yeah, no problem, man. Very Thanks for having profound me. Profound. This was great. Oh, yeah. Cool. Rate us on whatever, and we'll see you next week. All right. All right, man. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.